Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. Our mission is to develop uncompromising followers of Christ who transform our world. We want to use this podcast to share truths that will position you to experience God's best in your life and in your world. I hope you had an amazing Christmas with your family and loved ones. Today in the studio, I have our creative director, Alan Nigren, joining us today. Hello, Alan. Hello, Matt. How are you today? I am doing well. I'm excited about 2018. Good. I'm excited about 2017. Well, that just springboards (laughs) us into our first uh, question. Uh, Alan, why do you think it's important before setting goals? Because this is a time of year that everybody's planning on getting in shape and writing their book and reading a thousand books. And so why is it important before you set goals um, to kind of reflect back and to look back at the previous year? Well, I think when we don't reflect back, um, we don't see the areas of opportunity, number one, that we missed in the, in the past year. So we don't see the areas where we've possibly failed. The second thing, like when we don't reflect, um, we don't see how far we've come. So, you know, I think oftentimes we get so stuck in the grind of, of moving forward. And I mean, so much of our, of our social media, so much of our um, lives now is living in the now that we don't, we don't look back and we don't see that, oh, at the beginning of this year, I was an entirely different person and I hadn't done this or I hadn't done X or I hadn't done, you know, I hadn't done all of these things. And, but when we look back, we can see, oh, God's hand was all over those things that I was doing. And so we see areas where we missed, but we also see areas where we accomplished amazing things and how we're different as a person, how God uh, moved us from where we were at the beginning of the year and moved us to where we're at. Um, so that's, that's the, empower, the powerful thing about reflecting. And obviously you can reflect at any time. It's not, but the most common time is at the end of the year. Um, and actually, um, I love the origin of the word reflect because it comes from the 14th century, uh, 14th century Latin. And it actually originally meant to like to bend back. And so when we reflect, we actually take our mind back to where we were in a situation. And so it's like, we're almost, we're almost reliving things. And so much of the Bible is, I mean, so much of the language in the Bible is about renew. It's not always about hey, uh, it's not always about moving on to the next thing all, all the time. It's about, you know, returning. It's about renewing. It's about, uh, you know, kind of rediscovering our first love. And so, um, you know, I think it's a very biblical thing to look back uh, at where we've come to set up those marker uh, stones that, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, erecting, um, uh, what, what would you monuments. call those? Monuments, exactly. Yeah. Erecting monuments where we could re- remember yep. the things that God did for us. So No, I love that. And I, and I kind of want to just hone in on one of the things my wife and I started early in our marriage was rejoicing. And that, that word re is a prefix. And it means to go back and to give joy for the things that God has already done in your life. And what I feel like that does is it kind of brings your faith from 2017 into 2018 because you're reflecting again and you're recounting all the times that God showed himself true, all those times that God provided, all those times that God removed the barrier or the obstacle that was in your way. So you're coming into writing your goals or what you're going to believe for in hearing God with faith. And really you've removed fear. And so I think that's such an important component. And I love what you said about reflect. I actually didn't know that. What is that? 14th century? 14th century. Yeah. Yeah. It was when they were just starting to, um, I think it was when mirrors um, and different instruments of, of actual like reflection were first being invented. Wow. And so they, they came up with that idea of to, to kind of bend back because they were bending light and they were bending images and that kind of thing in a different way that they never... Um, they had never done before. So that's some deep stuff. You guys need to be writing this down. 
So here's a question I've always kind of wrestled with. Is there a difference between a goal and a New Year's resolution? Do you think that they're like the same thing or what do you what do you think about that? I think it, I think I don't think they're the same thing, although I think people lump them into the same thing yeah. all the time. Yep. Um, uh, I think a resolution and a goal are actually very, very different mm-hmm. um, in the actual outworking of how they're how they're done. Um but uh, unfortunately, in people's minds, a resolution is a goal in their minds, and it's just not not the case. Right. Like, what do you think? Do you think a resolution and a goal are the same thing? Well, again, I think you're going back to what the actual definition is, but I think a lot of people do lump those in. I think your re- a resolution is re- you're resolving to make a change or to implement something new in your life. You're setting your life on a new course. And a goal could be something that you could acquire, say, in, in a two-month time frame. So... I look at it like maybe every goal should have a resolve behind it and being able to see that thing through um, to completion. It's kind of like upping the ante on a goal in a way. But interestingly enough, I did some research and we all love statistics. And so this is a, this is fascinating. 41% of Americans this year will set resolutions And out of that 41%, only 42% of them, so less than half, will actually see those things come to fruition. So we can see that there's a big, yeah, there's a big gap in the people that write down what they're believing and and trusting for, and then how many people actually follow through on those. Did those stats surprise you at all? I mean, definitely. I think... um it's surprising to me how many people actually think about the future. And I think that's something yeah. that happens at the new year. People are always like, oh, I see my future self, uh, you know, slimmer and mm-hmm. and thinner and healthier. But they don't take those that future self and to actually bring it down into the the practical of, oh, there's my goal. You know, it's goal, goals take something that's kind of intangible. So like, I almost see resolution. So may, this may not be an actual uh, the way that I perceive it, but, um, or it is the way I perceive it, but it may not be real, but, uh, like a resolution is almost like, Oh, I want to lose a bunch of weight. Um, but the goal takes that intangible, um, and says, Oh, I want to lose 15 pounds. And it pulls it down from intangible into a tangible. Um, now I think, I think so. So it's so much easier to put a, to throw a resolution out there to be like, Oh, I want to be, you know, at the end of this year, I want to be a better Christian. Right. What does that even mean? Like, what does it mean? I mean, that's such an intangible thing to me is like right. to be a better how Christian. How do you gauge that at right. the end of the year? Sure. And so to take that intangible and then to be like, oh, well, you know, I know that the word of God is uh, is an area that I need to be in more right. to become uh, the son of God that, you know, I've been called to be. Um, not the son of God, of course. Sure. A child of God, I guess I should say. A son. Um and so to take that intangible of being a better Christian and then being like, okay, I know one way that I can get there is by being in the word every single day. Right. And so, you know, it's almost like takes that uh, intangible and be like, okay, I know I need to read my Bible, which is a goal, read my Bible every day, and then breaking down that goal into even a, a, a little bit more of a subset of, you know, I'm going to commit to 15 minutes every single day of reading right. the word. Because I think a lot of us start out with these ideas, these resolutions of, I want to see this happen in my life, but then the day gets away from them. Life leads them instead of them leading life. And that's why it's so important to be able to carve out that time to be able to dedicate and say, okay, that goal is 15 minutes, or I want to be able to bench press 265 pounds. Right. And so it's kind of putting flesh to those ideas and to those passions and and convictions. So Sometimes we can set realistic goals and sometimes we can set unrealistic goals. Do you have an example of like 
a ridiculously unrealistic goal that you set for yourself? Uh, yes. So uh, it was back when I was in a, uh, I was going into my freshman year of high school. Okay? Uh-huh. So I had been on the eighth grade basketball team. I thought I was all that. I thought it was the <laughs> next coming of Michael Jordan. Uh, and um, so I was like super stoked to try out for the basketball team uh-huh. as a freshman. Now, looking back on it, I realized that my dad had a lot of foresight that I was not going to be the next Michael Jordan. And he was like, you need to practice because that was my thing is I just didn't practice. I just didn't right. want to, you know, I thought I could just, you know, show up and ball, you know, like Steph Curry or something, um, which I am not at all. And so um, my dad said, okay, well, you need to get better at shooting free throws because that was an area that I really struggled at. And he knew that if I became a better free throw shooter, that that would sway coaches during tryouts. You know, if you have somebody who's comparable, right. who's an amazing free throw shooter, you're going to take the guy who you know, maybe even has a little bit less skill because if you can get to the line and you can sink 90% of your free throws, you're going to be a huge asset to the team as opposed to shooting only you know 50% from the line. So my dad was like, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to set this goal for you for the summer uh, of shooting, I think it was 5,000 free throws or something. And it was like this huge, like, and, you know, my, my freshman mind of like 5,000 free throws, that's you know, ludicrous. And so, you know, I started, I started to do it and I got behind in, in that goal. So I was like, my dad broke it down. Like every day you need to shoot X number of, of free throws. Well, like a good high schooler, I took like the first month off and I was like, well, I'll just shoot, <laughs> I'll just shoot a thousand free throws for five days as opposed to shooting, you know, 10 free throws for whatever. You know, math, uh, right? Math. It was an area that I excelled at. Um, and so I just, I just waited on it. And then all of a sudden the time came where I was like, oh, if I don't hit this goal, you know, my dad's not going to do this for me. And so I was like, I was literally outside just hucking up balls a day on days on end of just like throwing balls at the basket. It did not make me a better free throw shooter at all because I did not actually break down my mechanics. So that was a highly, and at the end of the story, I did not make the freshman basketball team because oh, I actually didn't improve. So I had this goal, but I didn't, I didn't meet it, and I did not improve because I was just not doing what you know, the right things, the right things at the right time. You know what, Alan? Uh, Michael Jordan actually got cut from his tenth grade basketball team, so there's still so there's hope still hope for me for you. A thirty-five so year old. I want to see you out at that a, park, a thir- shooting a those free throws. Year old trying to go to the NBA, huh? No, I think that's so good though, because I think a lot of us set unrealistic goals. Like maybe I read zero books in 2017, but in 2018, I'm going to read a hundred. And so, you know, we set ourselves up for failure and then we begin to manipulate and uh, move the criteria around and then it, it then it's all over the map and then we don't have a clear guide of where we're going. You know, that's a perfect, I mean, that, honestly, that's, that's perfect um, because I set a goal at the beginning of this year to read 50 books. I preached about it a few weeks ago. Like I, I set that goal for myself and I got a few months into the year and it was like, it was painful to do. Mm-hmm. I was just like forcing myself every day. And I realized something that I had this goal of reading reading 50 books, but I realized I hadn't changed any of my habits in order to reach there. That's and that's good. the important thing. Like, I, I believe in goals. Like I said before the podcast that I, I don't believe in goals, but I do, actually do believe in goals. But I also believe in uh, uh, changing our habits because habits are something that right. will will outlive a goal. And mm-hmm. so, like, so my so the way that I trans in one of the ways I transitioned into reading. 50 books, which I'm going to do and actually enjoying it was I just made a commitment that I would have a book within reach at any time of the day. And so, um, by doing that, 
then I uh, I enabled myself to say, okay, instead of watching a you know YouTube video, mm-hmm. I have a book right here that I've been reading that I can just pick up and read. And so I've actually re-established my habits as opposed to just seeing this goal out here and forcing myself to try to, to try to get to. So now I'm going to be a, a reader and a leader and a learner for for life because I've reset my habits. So. Which which by the way, the YouTube video. I was reading an article um, yesterday, and there are some amazing apps that you can put on your phone that actually gauge how much time you're spending on oh, your yeah. other apps. So you can see, wow, I'm spending seven hours on Facebook, so I probably need to do something about that. But that's like kind of moving that, you know, changing those habits. You have to identify maybe some of the bad habits yeah. that you've accumulated over time. Yeah, and how many, I mean, what, what's the figure on how many hours people watch TV a day? In America, it's pretty high. So, like, whenever anybody tells me anymore that they don't have time for something, right? No, it's just you. You don't have you don't have things set at the right priorities. Absolutely. And I think that goes into the fact of setting goals. It's not just you know. I think a lot of prayer, and that's part of the re- reflection, is you know meditating and being like, God, where where do you see me at the end of this next year? And then setting those goals according to that, yep. as opposed to just being like, oh, I want to, I want to lose fifty pounds, and I want to, you know, I mean, those things are good. Those things are are fine, but also knowing what God has for you for the next year is so important. Absolutely, I was going to say my unrealistic goal was uh, not drinking coffee, and I realized real quick that that was just unrealistic. It mm. wasn't going to happen, mm. and I don't recommend that for anybody. So to kind of bring this to a close and bring it to a head, I want to kind of share a few principles on setting goals going into the new year. And to do that, I kind of want to use this as the backdrop. I have found so much revelation in this scripture, and I would encourage you to look it up, to write it down, and to put it uh, somewhere where you can kind of meditate on it. And that's Habakkuk 2.2. I'm reading out of the ESV, and it says this, Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets. So he may run who reads it. Number one, you need a vision. Whatever goal or whatever desire that you have, you need to catch that vision from God. You need to make sure that it lines up with what God has for your life. So you're not taking on something that you're later going to have to jettison down the road. So the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him in faith. So if you seek God He is going to reveal those things to you. So number one, you have to have that vision coming into the year for whatever goal you have. If you don't have a passion for it, if you don't have a vision for it, you just need to cross it off your list right from the get-go. Number two, make it simple. It's, it's going back to what Alan was sharing earlier. Don't say, I want to get in shape. Say that I want to be able to deadlift 405 pounds and then track your progress as you go there. And in the middle of the year, if you're only at 300, you might not be able to get there and you might have to adjust. But don't just say, I want to get there and have no idea on how you're going to get there. Also, I'll say this in keeping it simple is that you should be able to kind of spout off your goal at any time. You shouldn't say, well, hold on, let me go back to my uh, goal sheet and read that. You should be able to share it with anybody and everybody you come in contact with. Number three, I love what the scripture says. It says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. That word is plural. You need to post your goal in as many places as possible. You need to share it with as many people as you can. Those people are going to help you 
be accountable to that goal. They're going to ask for a progress report. They're going to ask, how's it going with the gym? Are you still getting up in the morning and heading there? And you're going to have to answer them honestly. And a lot of times that's the motivation that helps you get out of bed. So post that goal on your mirror in your bathroom, post that goal at your computer at work and post that goal um, in your car, just so that you can see it in all those different places. So you're like meditating on it. You're reading it. It's just becoming a part of who you are and you're thinking about it. And the fourth thing, the Bible says to make it plain so that you can run with it. It doesn't say jog. It doesn't say walk. We're supposed to give everything we have when we're going after these goals. Or if we, if we don't, that it's probably not even worth our time. But if you, if you take the time to seek the Lord, if the Lord answers you and says, this is something I want you to develop and cultivate in your life, then you need to go after it with everything you have. You need to run after that goal. Any, any tips or secrets that you want to share, Alan, in, in setting goals? I mean, I think, I think I'll just go back to the fact that you have to have your why of what you're, what you're doing. And mm-hmm. um, for me, like when I set my goal to read 50 books this year, I, when I actually set that, it wasn't, I didn't have a, a real definite why behind it. But then I realized as I was starting to kind of dive into the year that I was like, I wanted to become a better leader. I wanted to become a better, um, a better husband. Um, I wanted to learn and find rediscovering of the why behind why I would read 50 books in the year. Um, and then establishing those habits to get there that, I mean, that really changed my perspective. So your, your comments about vision and making sure that, you know, you know, like beyond a shadow of a doubt of why you're doing that. It's so important. I mean, I think that's the thing is like so many people set goals to lose weight. I've done this before. I lost, you know, I set a goal to lose weight and I got to that target weight. And then what did I do? I just ballooned back up because I, I've been like, Oh, check that goal off. That's why I think it's so important as Christians that we set, we set habits and we have those whys and we set those habits that allow us to continuously build to, to, to being the people of God that he's called us to be. So. Well, everybody, we're pushing up against the clock. I want to thank you again for joining us today. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. So let us know how these messages and conversations are impacting you personally. Uh, we would so appreciate it if you'd rate this show and, and even write a review. And if you're really enjoying this podcast, be sure to share it with your friends on, on social media and iTunes. Alan, thank you so much. Yeah, it was an honor being here today with you, Matt. I agree. I loved hearing your perspective and especially 14th century uh, definitions. 14th century Latin. Latin. One of my goals for 2018 to learn Latin. Yes. Not really. (laughs) But maybe. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, and through our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time.